0: religious services to your homebound state or those who are in prison and those who are in incarceration. We just consider it a real privilege and honor coming into your homes. In the next weeks, we don't know exactly what the situation will be with with our church. Your disability from the United Methodist Church It's going to become a community church. Are is our opening to him his Seven. And Chris, would you hand out these, please? Um, many of you wear copies. If you are unable to get a copy, just let us know. We'll make we sure that you have a copy. And every day we should honor, honor those who have paid the ultimate price for our freedom. I grew up in, in a city where Memorial Day was the culmination of all holidays represented. just like each and every one of us, born into this freedom and perpetuate the freedom of, of, of a nation through their livelihood, their interests, and in the ultimate price of death. And here we stand to honor our dead, to remember them as these words we could give. lesson taught, a lesson learned. These men and women who gave their all and answered God's I would call, and even though we are apart, they live on in the minds and hearts. So we bow our heads in prayer, and as we pray, we ask that you bless them and their families this day, and each and every day. We need to ask ourselves: Do we remember the real, the real America—the America that we grew up in when when riots were an abomination, and unthinkable? When we left the front door open and unlocked? When socialism, fascism, communism was a dirty word? When the flag was a sacred symbol, we stood to the flag and kneeled to the cross. When criminals actually went to jail, when we weren't afraid to go out at night, when taxes were truly a necessary nuisance, when a boy or a girl were dressed up like one biologically, and when the poor were too proud to take charity, when the clergy, when the pulpits actually talk about religion and sin and salvation, when clerks and repairmen tried to please you, when songs had a had a tune and words made sense, when the young men and women tried to join the military, when people knew what the Fourth of July stood for and Memorial Day, when Sunday drive was a pleasant trip, not an ordeal. When we brag about our hometown and, and our home state, when everybody didn't feel entitled to a college education, when people expected less and valued what they had, when politicians proclaimed their patriotism and meant it, when everybody knew the difference between right and wrong, when our generation stood up for America. a land filled with brave, the proud, the confident, the hardworking people. When God was honored and revered his God. May God help Reading now from John, the 10th chapter, verses 31 and 42. Then the Jews took up the stones, began to stone Jesus. Imagine that setting it's kind of like what here. Jesus was not popular because he raised the righteous standard. He believed in law, he believed in telling the truth, not hedging on the truth. And Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father, of which those works do you stone me? And the Jews
1: answered Jesus, saying, For a
0: good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself not. And Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? always Jesus uplifting the law I have said ye are gods if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken cannot be altered cannot be patronized say ye of him whom the father has sanctified as holiness perfection We cannot compromise that. And sent into the world. Thus blasphemy. Because I said. I am the son of God. If I do not the works. Of my father. Believe me not. But. But if I do. Though you believe. Not me. Believe the works. That ye may know. And believe that the father. Is in me and I in the Father. Therefore they saw again to take him, but he escaped. Jesus escaped out of their hand. And Jesus went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized for forgiveness of sins. And there he abode. And many resorted unto him. And said, John did no miracle but all things that John spake of this man Jesus were
1: true and many believed
0: on Jesus' there. and got blessings upon his word Memorial Day services at Glenhaven and Hillcrest. Hill Christ at 10 o'clock
1: Monday morning Glen Glenhaven at 1 o'clock Also for the
2: Glenhaven one is if cannot attend, we will be recording the Glen Haven Memorial Day service, and that will be put on our church's YouTube channel, our church's YouTube channel, and our church's YouGetTube.com channel. So if anyone can attend, we will have a Memorial Day service provided for you but the Glen Haven one, because we will be recording that one. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Today's very sermon is on John Yohan, 10, 31-42. Verse 10 says, once again, the Judeans picked up wax and rode a stone path. This verse right here we are seeing that the Judeans, Yehudians, are ready to strike Yeshua, Jesus. You may ask yourself, why would they do that? Some might say, out of fear and anger, in verse 32, Yeshua, Jesus answered them, You have seen me do many deeds that reflect my father, Elohim Yahweh. Power for which these deeds, why are you stoning me? He is saying, why are you trying to harm me when I have done my part? This person here talks about the works that the Lord Adonai Elohim has done. The current students have seen him. and many miracles of and of the naturally supernatural. When people encounter the naturally supernatural, through the lack of understanding not going to trust? And right here in, in verse 38, Yeshua answers, but if I am, then don't even trust me. Trust the deeds so that you may understand once and for all, my Father is united with me and I with him. Right here, Yeshua is explaining that if you do not trust him, then you need to have faith and trust of my Father. Verse 39 one more time one more they tried to arrest him, but he stood of their hands. They tried, but he they did not succeed. Verse forty, he went off again, and then loved love Yogan. Well Johan was at the mercy, the first and savior. Right now Yeshua is in the brother of Johan, John, who is a mercy and savior. And what verse forty-one, many people came to him and said, Johan, before your miracles. But everything he said about this man, Yeshua, is true. We are being shown that even though Yohan John did not perform any miracles, he knew the truth of Yeshua. And verse 42, Many people put their trust in Yeshua and closing. I want to challenge you, the listener, the sister of both congregations, the sister of online congregation, and as well for the physical and specific. Challenge I want to give you is: in your lifetime, have there been any situations where the only hope and trust was the Lord? The answer I'm going to give you for me is yes, many times. Yesterday, on my way to be church, someone on 63rd Avenue had not signed on the brakes, but had not someone on my that car with hit on the t bone on 63rd Avenue, going through a red light, and that split second. There was no decision. That one I mean, there was no decision we made. It was done. And the challenge I want to give.
0: you don't have to go to too many cemeteries and see the result of life is death and because of sin in the fall we see human nature at its worst without the redemption of Jesus Christ and the saving power of his blood we witness here one of the most prominent individuals both human and divine being rejected Being despised. We see the unbelieving Jews at Jerusalem. They were neither moved by our our Lord's miracles nor by his speech and preaching. Jesus, the ultimate preacher of all, was rejected. They were so determined to receive not his words and receive not him as Messiah. Once more it is written that they took up stones. Imagine them. It said that there's no more severe death than being stoned to death. Life just gradually seeping out of the body. The Lord had done the Jews no injury. Jesus was no robber. Jesus was no murderer. Jesus was no rebel against the law of the land. Jesus was one whose whole life was love, and who went about doing good according to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Always going about doing good. And there was no crime that could be laid to his charge. He was so perfect and spotless, a person had never walked on the face of the earth. I know some of you read litch, rather than listening. We try to accommodate that by the nearness of the focus of our camera. So perfect and spotless a person had never walked on the face of the earth. But yet the Jews hated Jesus and they thirst for his blood. How true are the words of Scripture in John the 15th chapter 25 verse. they hated him without a cause and he said those who are true followers of Christ shall be likewise treated in the manner that Christ was treated how just the remark of an old divine says unconverted persons lost persons (laughs) Would kill God Himself if they could only get at God. The true Christian has surely no right to wonder if He meets with the same treatment as our beloved Lord. Think it not uncommon that they hate your preaching, they hate your teaching, they hate the Word of God? I've seen a A Satanist group that was allowed on a university campus, and their initiation was to have initiates, the followers, search out a Bible and just desecrate it. At times, urinate on it. At times, rip it up, tear it up. In fact, the more like Jesus we are to the Master, the more holy spirited our lives become, the more probable it is that one will have to endure deeper in persecution, especially in the last days of society. And let that not that person have any degree of consistency, will deliver them from the cross. We need to have a consistent witness. It is not our faults, Our graces, which call forth the enmity of men, the enmity of people, not our faults, but our graces. The world hates to see anything that's of God's image. The children of the world are vexed and pricked and conscious when they see others better than themselves. The greatest motivation of a rapist and assault is their immorality, their lack of purity, so they like to pounce on others. They like to destroy others. Because one exposes their sins and false doctrines, and they know in their hearts that they were right and they were wrong. The world, said our Lord, hateth me because I testify of it that the works therefore are evil, according to John chapter 7. Let Christians make up their minds to drink of the same cup. If we had been the followers of Jesus, witness his miracles, would we have participated in his cup of suffering? Let them remember this and take courage. We need to take courage. The time is short. We are traveling on towards a day when all shall be set right, when every person shall receive according to their words, according to Proverbs 23 18. There is an end. and ex- all an expectation shall be con- cut-, cut off. We should consider secondly in these verses the high honor, the high honor that Jesus Christ puts on his holy scriptures. That's why we take taken such a firm stand on this television issue because we believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. We hold up Scripture and tradition, reason, and experience as our four means of belief. We, we find Jesus using a text out of the Psalms as an argument against his enemies, in which the whole point lies in the single word gods. Gods. And then having quoted this text, Jesus lays down the great principle well, that Scripture cannot be broken. Say it with me. Scripture cannot be broken. It is as though what Jesus said, wherever the Scripture speaks plainly, very plainly on any subject, there can be no more question about it. The cause is settled. The cause is decided. Every jot and tittle of Scripture is true and must be received as inclusive. The principle here laid down by our Lord is one of vast, of vast importance this Memorial Day weekend. Let us grasp it firmly and never let it go. I sworn in many a soldier, witness their commitment to God and country and the flag, and let us maintain. Let us maintain boldly the complete inspiration every every word of the original. Hebrew and the Greek scriptures, let us believe that not every book of the Bible, but every chapter, and not only every chapter of the Bible, but every verse, and not only every verse, but every word was originally given by inspiration of God. Inspiration. We must never shrink from uncertainty extends not only to the thoughts and the ideas of Scripture, but to the least of words. This principle before us of maintenance, no doubt, is rudely assaulted in the present day. Let no Christian's heart fail because of these assaults. It's a tremendous wickedness of assault on the human body, but imagine the assault on Scripture. Let us stand our ground and defend the principle of plenary, plenary inspiration as we would be the apple of our eye. There are difficulties in scripture we need not shrink from conceding, things hard to explain, hard to reason and reconcile, and hard to understand. But it's almost all these difficulties, the fall, we may justly suspect, is not so much in the scripture as in our own weak mind in our own fallen nature. In all cases, we be well We content to wait for more life and to believe that all shall be made clear at last in common degrees and other means of communication that one thing we may rest assured is very certain that if the difficulties of plenary, plenary inspiration are to be numbered by thousands, the difficulties of any other view of inspiration of in Scripture are to be numbered, By tens of thousands. The wisest course is to walk, to walk in the old path of Scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. The path of faith and the path of humility and say, I cannot give up a single word of my Bible, and all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Scripture cannot be broken. And then we observe lastly in these verses the importance which our Lord Jesus attaches to his miracles. And the assault on miracles occurred some 50, 60 years ago when professors from Harvard and Yale started teaching in our seminary, seminaries and the attacks on miracles and the rationalization of miracles. Jesus appeals to us as the best evidence of his own divine nature and mission. Jesus bids the Jews to look at them and to deny, deny them if they can. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do them, though you believe not me, believe the works that I do. The mighty miracles which our Lord performed during the three years of his earthly ministry are probably not considered as much as they ought to be in the present day. These miracles were not few in number. How many times? Forty times. Say it with me. Forty times. And we read the forty times and more we read in the Gospels of this doing things entirely out of the ordinary course of nature, doing things entirely in a moment, raising the dead with the word, casting out demons and devils, combing the winds and the waves in an instant walking on water as on solid ground. These miracles were not all done in private, but they were public among friends and believers. Many of them were wrought in the most public manner in the eyes of unfriendly, Critical witnesses. We are so familiar with these things that we are apt to forget the mighty lesson that they they teach. They teach that Jesus the work these miracles so must be nothing less than the very Son of God. Son of God. They stamp out his doctrines and his precepts with a mark of divine authority. They stamp it with divine approval. He only who created all things at the beginning could suspend the laws of creation and his will. Jesus who could suspend the laws of creation must be the one who wants to be thoroughly believed and implicitly obeyed. To reject one who confirmed his mission by such mighty works is as, as the height of madness and folly hundreds of unbelieving people no doubt in every age have read and tried to pour contempt on Christ's miracles and to deny that they were ever worked at all but they labor in vain proofs upon proofs exist that our Lord's ministry was accompanied by miracles and and that this was acknowledged by those who lived and are Lord's time objectors of his sort would do well to take up the one single miracle of our Lord's resurrection this memorial day weekend for those who are in Christ resurrection from the dead if they cannot disprove that they ought as honest people to confess their miracles are possible and then if their hearts are truly humble. They ought to admit that Jesus, whose mission was confirmed by such evidence, must have been the Son of God. Father God, with every head bowed and every eye closed, and Christians in prayer, for those by way of television and radio and other means of communication, let us thank God this memorial day, world memorial day, as we turn from this passage that Christianity and such abundant evidence. Abundant evidence that it is a religion from God. It's a relationship with the Son, Jesus Christ. That whether we appeal to the internal evidence of the Bible, or to the lives of the first Christians, or to proph- prophecy, or to miracles, or to history, we get one and the same answer and say with one voice, Jesus is the Son of God, and believers have life through sin. May we pray together by acknowledging that all of us have sinned from pulpit to pew that we need to believe on Jesus Christ and we need to confess him as our own Savior. Would you join me in this prayer, dear Jesus? I confess I failed and things that I've done are left than enough. Forgive my sins, O oh Lord. Come into my heart and mind Help me to live for you. For you died for me. In Jesus' name. Amen. As the ushers come forward this morning, the way find for the tithes and offerings, let us turn to our prayer and our bulletins. which join me in prayer? Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, that we might understand that Yes, bestowed on us by God. Lord, give us your Holy Spirit in ever greater depth that we may receive the full measure of your gifts. Amen. Our offertory hymn, again, is a dedication to all those faithful followers by way of television and, and radio, and may truly the breath of God abide on you. Breathe on us, O oh Lord, the breath of God. Purple number four. We have been living through some very difficult days as churches and as individuals. We experience days when we rise wondering if we will make it through one more day. Whether the church will survive for another generation, we feel like those dry bones in the valley. And as we offer our tithes and offerings, help us to hear the word of hope and joy that prophet shares, not just with our ears, but with our hearts. May he call us back to life and service under the graves of despair in which we have buried ourselves. In Christ's holy name, amen. and your prayers. Um, for many of you that are unable to get out, we provide services to you and uh, we pray that you'll reciprocate by praying for us, praying for us as we provide religious services to your homebound state or those who are in prison and those who are in incarceration. We just consider it a real privilege and honor coming into your homes next weeks we don't know exactly what the situation will be with with our church or disaffiliating from the United Methodist Church to become a more community community church. In this service, our opening hymn is "Love Divine, All Loves Excelling." On the birthday song. for our freedom. I grew up in, in a city where Memorial Day was the culmination of all holidays represented the Memorial Day Fourth of July, Christmas and Easter and all other celebrations because it was the memorial of those who gave their life. They were born just like each and every one of us Born into this freedom and perpetuated the freedom of, of a nation through their livelihood, their interests, and in the ultimate price of the death. And here we stand to honor our dead, to remember them as these words, to give their honor that they have earned. It this is a lesson taught a lesson learned these men and women who gave their all and answered God's call and even though we are apart they live on in the minds and hearts so we bow our heads in prayer and as we pray we ask that you bless them and their families this day and each and every day We need to ask ourselves, do we remember the real, the real America, the America that we grew up in when when riots were an abomination and unthinkable, when we left the front door open and unlocked, when socialism, fascism, communism was a dirty word. When the flag was a sacred symbol, we stood for the flag and kneeled to the cross. When criminals actually went to jail, when well, we weren't afraid to go out at night, when taxes were truly a necessary nuisance, when a boy or a girl were dressed up like one biologically, and when the poor were too proud to take charity, when the clergy, when the pulpits actually talk about religion and sin and salvation, when clerks and repairmen tried to please you, when songs had a had a tune and the words made sense, when the young Men and women tried to join the military when people knew what the Fourth of July stood for and Memorial Day, when Sunday drive was a pleasant trip, not an ordeal. When we brag about our hometown and, and our home state, when everybody didn't feel entitled to a college education when people expected less and valued what they had when politicians proclaimed their patriotism and meant it. when everybody knew the difference between right and wrong when our generation stood up for America and everywhere in the world when we knew Shimmer of awe at the sight of a police person. When we weren't embarrassed to say, this is the best country in the world. When America was a land filled with brave, the proud, the confident, the hardworking people.
1: When God was honored
0: and revered as God. May God help us to. That state. And as we pray, Father, for those who are traveling in our midst, for traveling mercies for discernment in the next week for our annual conference, for disaffiliation. As we pray for the gathering that meets here following our worship service for J Hop. Reading now from John, the 10th chapter, verses 31 and 42. Then the Jews took up the stones again to stone Jesus. Imagine not setting up what's occurring here. Jesus was not popular because he raised the righteous standard. He believed in law, he believed in telling the truth, not hedging on the truth and Jesus answered them many good works have I showed you from my father of which those works have you with me and the Jews answered Jesus saying for a good work we stoned thee not but for blasphemy and because that thou, being a man makest thyself not and Jesus answered them is it not written in your law? Always Jesus uplifting the law. I said, ye are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, cannot be altered, cannot be patronized. Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified as holiness, perfection we cannot compromise that and sent into the world thus blasphemy, because I said I am the son of God if I do not the works of my father believe me not but but if I do though you believe not me believe the works that he may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped. Jesus escaped out of their hand. And Jesus went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized for forgiveness of sins. And there he abode. And many resorted unto him, and said, John did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man Jesus were true, and many believed on Jesus there, and got blessings upon his word in the coming. Memorial Day services at Glenhaven, and Hillcrest, at 10 o'clock. Monday
2: morning Glen Glenhaven one o'clock. Also uh, for the Glen one, if anyone cannot attend, we will be recording the Glen Haven Memorial Day service and that will be put on our Church's YouTube channel, our Church's YouTube channel, and our Church's YouTube.com channel. So if anyone can attend, we will have a Memorial Day service provided for you, but the Glenhaven one. Because we will be recording that one. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Today's very Sermon is on John Yohan 10 31 42. Verse 10 says, Once again, the Judeans picked up rocks and wrote a stone path. This verse right here, we have seen that the Judeans, Yehudians, are ready to strike Yeshua, Jesus. You may ask yourself, why did they do that? Some might say out of fear and anger. And verse 32, Yeshua, Jesus answered them, You have seen me do many deeds that reflect my Father, our King Yahweh, power for which these deeds. Why are you stoning me? He is saying, Why are you trying to harm me when I have done my part?'" Have demons, the current students has seen him castle, demons, pure sir, um the body and many miracles of and of the naturally supernatural. When people encounter the naturally supernatural, due to lack of understanding Or you're not going to trust. And right here in verse 38, Yeshua answers, But if I am, then don't even trust me. Trust the deeds so that you may understand once and for all, my Father is united with me and I'm with him. Right here, Yeshua is explaining that if you do not trust him, then you need to have faith and trust of my Father. Verse 39, one more time one more time they tried to arrest him, but he still their hands. They tried, but he they did not succeed. Verse 40, he went off again, and then he loved again. where Johann was at the mercy, the first and savior. Right now, Yeshua is in the garden of Johann John, who is in mercy and savior. And what, verse 41, many people came to him and said, Johann perform no miracles, but everything he said about this man, Yeshua, is true. We are being shown that even though Yohan John did not perform any miracles, he knew the truth of Yeshua. And verse 42, many people put their trust in Yeshua. And closing, I want to challenge you, the listener, the sister of both congregations, the sister of online congregation, and as well for the physical and yes, CCX, yes. The challenge I want to give you is, in your lifetime, have there been any situations where the only hope and trust was the Lord? The answer I going to give you for me is yes, many times. Yesterday, on my way to church, someone on 63rd Avenue had not signed on the brakes, but had not someone brakes, my part of a me on the t on 63rd Avenue going through a red light. And that split second. There was no decision. That one, I mean, there was no decision made. It was, was done. And the challenge I want to give you is in down situations where you have had to trust the Lord and you've helped those decisions and situations and outcome. And if you want to, we can really hear from you on that either through phone, which is 763-537-8351 or email, which is all of it, you one at We would love to hear from you and testimonies of this right here and give you that challenge to go and reflect on situations because we'd love to hear from
0: you. Thank you, Robin. You always know, do such a wonderful job. We should observe in these verses the extreme wickedness of human nature. You don't have to go many cemeteries and see the result of life is death. Because of sin, in the fall, we see human nature at its worst without the redemption of Jesus Christ and the saving power of his blood. We witness here one of the most prominent individuals, both human and divine, being rejected. Being despised. We see the unbelieving Jews at Jerusalem. They were neither moved by our Lord's miracles nor by his speech and preaching. Jesus, the ultimate preacher of all, was rejected. They were so determined to receive not his words and receive not him as Messiah. Once more, it is written that they took up stones. Imagine them. It said that there's no more severe death than being stoned to death. Life just gradually seeping out of the body. The Lord had done the Jews no injury. Jesus was no robber. Jesus was no murderer. Jesus was no rebel against the law of the land. Jesus was one whose whole life was love, and who went about doing good according to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Always going about doing good. And there was no crime that could be laid to his charge. He was so perfect and spotless, a person had never walked on the face of the earth. I know some of you read Litz rather than listening. We try to accommodate that by the nearness of the focus of our camera. So perfect and spotless a person had never walked on the face of the earth. But yet the Jews hated Jesus and they thirst for his blood. How true are the words of Scripture in John the 15th chapter, the 25th verse. They hated him without a cause. And he said those who are true followers of Christ shall be likewise treated in the manner that Christ was treated. How just the remark of an old divine says, unconverted persons, lost persons, kill God himself if they could only get at God. The true Christian has surely no right to wonder if he meets with the same treatment as our beloved Lord. Think it not uncommon that they hate your preaching, they hate your teaching, they hate the word of God? I've seen a a Satanist group that was allowed on a university campus. And their initiation was to have initiates. The followers search out a Bible and just desecrate it. At times urinate on it, at times rip it up, tear it up. In fact, the more like Jesus we are to the master, the more Holy-spirited, our lives become the more probable it is that one will have to endure deeper in persecution, especially in the last days of society. And let that not—that person have any degree of consistency—will deliver them from the cross. We need to have a consistent witness. It is not our faults. But our graces, which call forth the enmity of men, the enmity of people. Not our faults, but our graces. The world hates to see anything that's of God's image. The children of the world are vexed and pricked and conscious when they see others better than themselves. The greatest motivation of a rapist and assaultist is their immorality, their lack of purity, so they like to pounce on others. They like to destroy others. Because one exposes their sins and false doctrines, and they know in their hearts that they were right and they were wrong. The world, said, our Lord, hateth me because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil, according to John chapter 7. Let Christians make up their minds to drink of the same cup. If we had been the followers of Jesus, witness his miracles, would we have participated in his cup of suffering? Let them remember this and take courage. We need to take courage. The time is short. We are traveling on towards a day when all shall be set right, when every person shall receive. According to their works, according to Proverbs twenty three, eighteen, there is an end, and all, ex- an all expectation shall be con- cut-, cut off. We should preserve secondly in these verses the high honor, the high honor that Jesus Christ puts on his holy scriptures. That's why we've taken such a firm stand on this affiliation, because we believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. We hold up Scripture and tradition, reason, and experience as our four means of belief. We we find Jesus using a text out of the Psalms as an argument against his enemies, in which the whole point lies in the single word God's. God's. And then having quoted this text, Jesus lays down the great principle that Scripture cannot be broken. Say it with me. Scripture cannot be broken. It is as though what Jesus said, wherever the scripture speaks plainly, very plainly on any subject, there can be no more question about it. The cause is settled, the cause is decided. Every jot and tittle of scripture is true and must be received as inclusive. The principle here laid down by our Lord is one of vast, of vast importance this Memorial Day weekend. Let us grasp it firmly and never let it go. I have sworn in many a soldier, witness their commitment to God and country and the flag. And let us maintain. Let us maintain boldly the complete inspiration, every every word of the original. Hebrew and the Greek scriptures let us believe that not every book of the Bible but every chapter and not only every chapter of the Bible but every verse and not only every verse but every word was originally given by inspiration of God. Inspiration we must never shrink from the certainty extends not only to the thoughts and the ideas of Scripture, but the least of words. This principle before us of maintenance, no doubt, is rudely assaulted in the present day. Let no Christian's heart fail because of these assaults. It's a tremendous wickedness of assault on the human body, but imagine the assault on Scripture. Let us stand our ground and defend the principle of plenary, plenary inspiration as we would be the apple of our eye. There are difficulties in scripture, we need not shrink from conceding things hard to explain, hard to reason and reconcile, and hard to understand. But is almost all these difficulties, the fault we may justly suspect is not so much in the scripture as in our own weak mind in our own fallen nature. In all cases, we be well be content to wait for more life and to believe that all shall be made clear at last in common degrees and other means of communication, that one thing we may rest assured is very certain, that if the difficulties of plenary, plenary inspiration are to be numbered by thousands, the difficulties of any other view of inspiration of in Scripture are to be numbered By tens of thousands. The wisest course is to walk, to walk in that old path of scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. The path of faith and the path of humility and say, I cannot give up a single word of my Bible and all scripture is given by inspiration of God. The scripture cannot be broken. And then we observe lastly in these verses the importance which our Lord Jesus attaches to his miracles. And the assault on miracles occurred some 50, 60 years ago when professors from Harvard and Yale started teaching in our seminary, seminaries and the attacks on miracles and the rationalization of miracles. Jesus appeals to us as the best. Evidence of its own divine nature and mission. Jesus bids the Jews to look at them and, and to deny, deny them if they can. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do them, though you believe not me, believe the works that I do. The mighty miracles which our Lord performed during the three years of his earthly ministry are probably not considered as much as they ought to be in the present day. These miracles were not few in number. How many times? Forty times. Say it with me. Forty times. And we read the forty times and more we read in the Gospels of this doing things entirely out of the ordinary course of nature, doing things entirely in a moment, raising the dead with the word, casting out demons and devils, combing the winds and the waves in an instant walking on water on solid ground. These miracles were not all done in private, but they were public among friends and believers. Many of them were wrought in the most public manner in the eyes of unfriendly, Critical witnesses. We are so familiar with these things that we are apt to forget the mighty lesson that they they teach. They teach that Jesus' work these miracles must be nothing less than the very Son of God. Son of God. They stamp out his doctrines and his precepts with a mark of divine authority. They stamp it with divine approval. He only who created all things at the beginning could suspend the laws of creation and his will. Jesus who could suspend the laws of creation must be the one who wants to be thoroughly believed and implicitly obeyed. To reject one who confirmed his mission by such mighty works is is the height of madness and folly hundreds of unbelieving people no doubt in every age have read and tried to pour contempt on Christ's miracles and to deny that they were ever worked at all but they labor in vain proofs upon proofs exist that our Lord's ministry was accompanied by miracles and, and that this was acknowledged by those who lived and are lord's time objectors of his sort would do well to take up the one single miracle of our lord's resurrection this memorial day weekend for those who are in Christ resurrection from the dead if they cannot disprove that they ought as honest people to confess their miracles are possible and then if their hearts are truly humble. They ought to admit that Jesus, whose mission was confirmed by such evidence, must have been the Son of God. Father God, with every head bowed and every eye closed and Christians in prayer. For those by way of television and radio and other means of communication, let us thank God this Memorial Day world. Memorial day as we turn from this passage that Christianity and such Abundant evidence. Abundant evidence that it is a religion from God. It is a relationship with the Son, Jesus Christ. That whether we appeal to the internal evidence of the Bible, or to the lives of the first Christians, or to prophecy, or to miracles, or to history, we get one and the same answer. And say with one voice, Jesus is the Son of God, and believers have life through His name when we pray together by acknowledging that all of us have sinned from pulpit to pew, that we need to believe on Jesus Christ and we need to confess Him as our own Savior. Would you join me in this prayer, dear Jesus? I confess I failed and things that I've done or left undone. Forgive my sins, O oh Lord. Come into my heart and life. Help me to live for you, for you died for me. In Jesus' name. Amen. As the come forward this morning before you find for the tithes and offerings, let us turn to our prayer and our bulletins, which join me in prayer. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, that we might understand that. Yes, bestowed on us by God. Lord, give us your Holy Spirit in ever greater depth that we may receive the full measure of your gifts. Amen. Our offertory hymn again is a dedication to the, those faithful followers by way of television and, and radio and may truly the breath of God provide on you. Breathe on us, O oh Lord, the breath of God, purple number four, please. days as churches and as individuals, we experience days when we rise wondering if we will make it through one more day, whether the church will survive for another generation, we feel like those dry bones in the valley, and as we offer our tithes and offerings, help us to hear the word of hope and joy that profit shares, not just with our ears but with our hearts, may it call us back to life and service Out of the graves of despair in which we have buried ourselves, in Christ's holy name.
1: Amen.